The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Woof indeed. I honestly nearly almost forgot what to say there. <laughs> I said, my name is Kurt, dot, 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 and my brain was like, uh-oh, what do I do now? We figured it out, though, in record time. Welcome back to Far Lands of Bust, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 728 of the series. Continuing here to walk to those far lands in Minecraft beta 1.7.3 with Wolfie here and uh, doing so in a westward direction. Do I need anything? I could use some wool. Let's take this man's wool. <laughs> Whoop! Thank you very much. Indeed! Oh, oh, that was a close creeper. Oh, hello. Continuing west here for your Saturday, February 23rd 2019, episode 728, like I said. I truly, truly do not intend for this to now be a bi-weekly series, but it's 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 difficult to uh to keep certain certain things going at certain times. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. You guys, however, in the past two weeks since the last episode have been donating to Direct Relief Charity over at farlandsorbus.com. We're up to twenty-three thousand six hundred eleven dollars. And 97 cents for that charity, which provides medical equipment, supplies, and uh, packages to communities, countries who are both uh, in need, in poverty, and uh, in emergency situations. That is what direct relief charity do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I do appreciate the continued support. Wolfie appreciates it, too. You know what else Wolfie appreciates? T-shirts. <laughs> yep, T-shirts. I did indeed just publish a new T-shirt at the T-shirt store. And it is, it's a cool design. It's one I've been working on for, I can say, years. Both in ideas, and I've had people work on it, but it, th those designs haven't quite worked out, or... Uh, or the designers haven't perhaps had the time or something. Uh, but it's been through many iterations. I finally, I finally took matters into my own hands and made the Farlander Biker Gang. We're, we're now go go out and get on your, mo your your motorcycles, your hogs, if you will, because the Farlanders Never Die shirt is now available at. My tea public store. There's a link in the video description if you're interested in that. It's uh, I'm pretty proud of the design. I'm pretty proud of the design. Obviously, it works best on a a, a black t-shirt. <laughs> um, brutal. It's also I'm trying out the double-sided printing, where the the design is on the back, much like a biker jacket. Um, and then there's also the the hoodies, I've been told. The hoodies, the zipper hoodies, the, the zazzy zippers, the zipper hoodies. Uh, 
print on the back as well, which would be a a very soft and approachable version of a biker jacket if you don't want to spring for a full leather or denim ensemble. Um, so yeah, I'm interested in uh, getting my own samples of that to show off how how hardcore into Minecraft we are. <laughs> no, honestly, there's not. There is there is a, a reference to to MC. Uh, Minecraft and or Mindcrack uh, and F3, but that's about as far into the Minecraft references as as the shirt gets. As I've found with my designs, the, the best sellers are kind of the most subdued ones. No no big cartoons or floating blocks of ice. It's the, the subdued kind of modern hipstery sort of uh, looking designs on the shirts. But yeah, those are over there if you want to check them out. And they're on sale at the time of recording. I'm not sure how how long that 30% off sale lasts. But honestly, uh, TeePublic pretty much at least once a month holds one of these 30% off sales. So if, if you miss the sale, uh, you won't offend me if you wait till the next one to try to buy it instead of doing so at full price. Uh, it's not really a not not a huge money maker for me the shirt store. Uh, it's more one of those things that way back in the day, everybody was when, when I, want, I want a flob shirt or I want a wolfy shirt or something like that, and I ended up opening the spread shirt shop and then recently switched over to T Public and uh, and there you have it. And that is the story of merchandising. <laughs> uh, ooh, Wolfie. Oh, there goes that axe. Oh, I need iron. That, I remember, is a thing I need. I mean, I could make a stone axe, I guess. But we'll have to deal with that when we need to deal with it. Let's see here. So, <laughs> a few things have happened in the last week. The last two weeks, even. Um, One thing... The Opportunity Rover, NASA's Opportunity Rover, has completed its mission. We don't have to say that it died or it failed or anything like that. It completed what originally was a 90-day mission that turned into 15 years. 15 Earth years or 8 Martian years, depending on what planet's calendar you're, you're abiding by. But yes, the Opportunity rover on June 10th of last year shut down due to a, a global dust storm, which even also caused the, the shutdown of the, the newer Curiosity rover, um, even though it's not dependent on solar power, the Curiosity rover. It's dependent on being able to see, uh, and it couldn't see through the, uh, the dust storm. But yeah, the dust storm, it pretty much shut down as a precautionary measure to conserve battery because they didn't know when it would be able to come back and uh, it didn't it did not come back despite months of attempting to reconnect and find signals from the opportunity rover uh, the final signals were sent and there was no reply so NASA has announced Mission complete. And yeah, I mean that I I remember watching both Spirit and Opportunity landing watching on the internet. 
and Opportunity was the one that bounced into a crater and opened up and, and that's where it landed. It was a hole-in-one! A cosmic hole-in-one! So yeah, mission complete, mission accomplished, mission... mission success is what I'll have to say. Now, now's the part where I get to be a Debbie Downer for you. Making the rounds on the internet is is the fact saying that the opportunity's final message back home was my battery is getting low and it's getting dark. And everybody's posting that quote everywhere and it's all very sad and wistful and I'm here to ruin your day to say that that is not at all what the rover said. <laughs> the rover does not talk in English sentences. That That is perhaps a very creative and actually very effective use of social media and uh, uh, um, um, public relations on NASA's part by releasing that. I don't did they I don't know where that actually even originated from, to be honest. It might not even be NASA. Uh, because now, you know, all the newspapers and posts and threads and things start with that as a highlight. But what the rover actually said was, here are, here are a bunch of ones and zeros. This one is my voltage reading, which is low because the sun is being blocked by dust clouds. And my navigation cameras are having a hard time seeing. There are very few, there isn't much light coming from the direction of the sun because of all of these dust clouds. So my battery is getting low, voltage is low, <laughs> and it's getting dark. The sun is much darker than it usually is, according to my cameras and solar panels. <laughs> so yeah, that's actually what that was. If, if, there, if you want some kind of scientific engineering truth behind the matter, Additionally, uh, a lot of stories are saying that the last transmission from Earth was to play it a song, I'll Be Seeing You, um, a very sad, sad goodbye song, like we, we sang the rover to sleep. Uh, also incorrect. <laughs> we did not send that song in any form to Mars. It was played in the Mission Control Center on that last day of transmissions of trying to reconnect with the rover. Careful, Wolfie! Oh, how did you end up in a tube? Ah, uh, you're fine. But we did not send that. That would have been a waste of bandwidth. What we did send were, again, some ones and zeros that were basically requesting the rover, if you can read this and if you have power, send back a ping to say you're alive. Uh, but we did not play the song. And on that utter disappointment, <laughs> let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. What are you looking at? And awakeness. Ah! Oh, jeez. <laughs> Juno spooked me. She came up and, and nudged my leg and that, that rightfully spooked me. <laughs> She hears the snoring and assumes it's the end of the episode. Gotta learn to count, Juno. You gotta wait for two more times before it's the end of the episode. Two more snores. So yeah, that happened. But, I mean, in the meantime, Curiosity woke back up fine because it doesn't depend on solar power. It has a, a plutonium 
based power um, and is is doing its science. Um, the the Insight rover is fine. Obviously, that landed after the dust storm and is doing its science. It has deployed all of its seismometers and and uh, atmosphere uh, doohickeys and is finding out more science about Mars than we've ever had before. Um, didn't the Jap a Japanese probe recently landed on an asteroid and gathered a sample for a sample return? I think that happened even yesterday as I'm recording this. Uh, and uh, there was a launch of an Israeli lander to the moon on a SpaceX rocket this morning. So there's still quite a lot of space stuff happening and uh, certainly a, f a, a further enduring legacy of the Mars Exploration Rover's spirit and opportunity. The spirit lives on for more opportunities. See, I could be one of these fancy pants PR writers. I couldn't be. Alright, clearly you hurt yourself there, Wolfie, so... Let's get you back up to health. Hayabusa, that's right. That's what the, the Japanese probe is called. Sample return mission. It's crazy. Um, something else we have to talk about. It's, it's that uh, frequent series here where we, uh, we ponder and uh, shake our heads and say, Oh, YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is circling the toilet once more. <laughs> Ooh, what's happening over there? I'm very curious. Those look like caves. Yeah, this week on YouTube further implodes upon itself. <sighs> so yeah, the latest, and literally within the last few days, is that... Uh, some creators uh, found out that uh, YouTube, among many other things, was being used for nefarious purposes. We won't really get into that. That's an even bigger bummer than the whole opportunity deal. Um, and both in the videos and in the comments, trading links to illegal stuff and whatever, Basically, kind of a, a, a shadow community um, that has been going on in YouTube for a long time. And what's, now, that it's, now that it's hit the light, YouTube is pretty much scrambling. Uh, a bunch of big advertisers pulled out or paused their, their funding of uh, YouTube ads. So it's being deemed like the return of the adpocalypse. Uh, so YouTube has like shut down, I think it's like 400 channels and thousand accounts or, you know, whatever is related to, to what's going on. Kind of, kind of putting on a corporate show that we're doing something. Um, but, but also in the meantime, they've apparently, in regards to that, have changed. And the thing that is most concerning to creators is that they've changed... There, or at least I don't know if they've officially changed, but there was a, a reply from YouTube to someone that said, ah, now even if your video is fully monetizable, if your video is fully monetizable, 
if the comments of that video are shown to have nefarious dealings or, or from bad actors, then the video that you uploaded could be reduced or demonetized based on the comments. That could never go wrong, could it? That could never be used against someone or anything like that, right? So that's super duper, super duper sketchy and and yet another kind of ham-fisted response from YouTube HQ. And I'm and I'm, I'm assuming, and I've seen, and I see right now in my Twitch chat. Oh, I'm recording this live on Twitch, did I mention? Um, <laughs> a, a, a good deal of people will be like, oh, I don't even look at the comments, or the comments don't bother me. That's all fine and good, but just perhaps imagine that you're, as a person, unaffected, or someone who turns off or doesn't bother with the comments. You are, say, the average person. So there's still... Gosh darn it, Wolfie, you're taking a lot of damage today. There's still 50% of the audience and community who are, perhaps, affected by the comments and engage and or are, say, cause harm by the comments. It's... it... 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 it takes more empathy than that to, uh... To kind of recognize that and be like, well, this is a problem. Sure, maybe I'm immune to it, but it's still a problem that needs to be addressed. And honestly, if I could even go back even further, I feel like a big issue with the state of the internet as, as a whole is comments. I feel like it was never a good idea to have content and then comments to that content be hosted right alongside the comment. I, uh, specifically, even news articles, like from actual professional news organizations, when articles go up online and then they started allowing comments on those articles, suddenly you're allowing every nut job, MAGA hat wearing weirdo to basically have the same platform as the fully educated and experienced journalist who wrote the piece. And I feel like that changed a lot of how the internet and how content was served. And we do see a lot of comments being completely removed and disabled from a lot of those news sources and websites. And but I feel like the damage has already been done and it's spread elsewhere. It kind of started, obviously there's like forums and things and then blogs. A lot of blogs had comment sections, so I guess the news, the news people felt they needed to compete with the blogs. So they had comments and then entire services literally based on the existence of comments, like Reddit or whatever, came to exist, and then they started to, instead of just showing comments in chronological, say, order, you start to organize the comments based on engagement. And what gets the most engagement and gets filtered to the top? The most crazy and harmful and controversial and false, even, uh, comments. <laughs> 
and which is a huge problem with with YouTube. That's still YouTube's way of doing things. Is you know now there's ratings on comments, so suddenly the comments have almost earned the same amount, like I said, of attention and prestige as the content it is being hosted on. So yeah, I feel like that's that's definitely a problem. And now, like, I could turn off my comments, anybody could turn off their comments, but that leaves them as a detriment. Because if you don't have comments on your videos, videos with more comments and more engagement get more visibility. Um, it's it's a real mess. It's a real mess, I say. And YouTube is the biggest trash right now. The, the biggest burning trash pile uh, amongst all the other trash piles that are burning. Um It's uh, it's it's tough. I've already, as you know, I've already given up on the YouTube. Uh, I mean, it's where it, it it's where it all started, and it's where I, at a time, was earning a significant and honestly ridiculous uh, amount of of money for my work. Let's uh, maybe not ridiculous. <laughs> to me, it was ridiculous, but um, but now it uh, I it, it's not even worth looking at my analytics or anything i like to put youtube or i like to put youtube i like to put farlands or bust up there because yeah it's a oh what did we come up with mean cone in i think one of his discords or something came up with a, a good a, a, a good analogy um youtube ah was it youtube the service much like people don't like using twitch uploads and because they, they they don't work the same and it's difficult to watch uh, YouTube the service is actually good. The the video playing and watching is good. The service is good. The platform is horrible. <laughs> and and that's kind of where we're at right now. The service is good. The platform is terrible. Both the platform for comments, uh, the platform for what content gets put to the front page and what gets uh, monetized and, and what gets promoted. Um, uh, the the algorithms the AI uh, I've gone on quite a lot about the algorithms and, and AI and I'll continue to go on in the morning <laughs> and awakeness do no doubt <laughs> oh man right Wolfie Let's get you full health here, and I'm sure you'll lose it immediately. Um, I need a boat? I don't think I need a boat. So yeah, that's certainly another problem. Is, is I think everybody in science fiction expected, like, the AI massacre of, like, artificial intelligence ending up being these, like, androids and cyborgs rising up and taking over their human overlords. When, in fact... Uh, it's not even ever going to get to that point because it's the, I guess what I could call the passive AI, the dumb AI, the algorithms are what will be tearing us apart. The, oh, I watch NASA and SpaceX video, so therefore Google is going to recommend 
a bunch of moon hoax videos and channels and uh, and alien UFO conspiracy channels and flat earth stuff. Like that's what the algorithm wants to do and then that's how those what normally would be fringe and false ideas start to, to rise to the top. So yeah, what YouTube needs is to be curated by humans. And and up uh, and and even now they're like that's YouTube's response is that oh now we're curating, now we're banning all these and and you know, now we have we're taking care of the situation. But it's not enough. <laughs> like I remember back even back in the day, 2012, 2013, I can't remember it was some uh it was a uh there was a conference panel or something talking about YouTube and you know how YouTube whenever you say something is in review uh either like a content ID uh dispute or 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 a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for account uh spoofing or whatever it is whenever something is in review by YouTube there was a team of seven people, seven individuals for the entirety of all of things YouTube. I I don't know if that's changed. I wouldn't be surprised if it did, <laughs> if it didn't change, um, or if it did, it's it's maybe not by full time employees, but they've outsourced it or 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 temporarily given it to to contractors or something. It's. Uh, it's 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 really not good. It's 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 not great. It 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 it's it's a real shame. <laughs> uh so yeah, that does get me thinking about Farlands Bust. Motivation to keep uploading to YouTube. Right now, like I said, it's a service. Some people find it easier to watch my VODs on YouTube, so I'm just not even bothering editing. I'm just cutting highlights on Twitch and direct uploading them to YouTube. And, and there you go. Put, putting pre-roll and post-roll ads on and, and enjoy. Oh man, but yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I do I do kind of not... I don't like talking about that sort of self-referential stuff because it doesn't... It, it affects mostly those who are still trying to create on YouTube. Um, and even a lot of those people are not great. <laughs> not many that I know, but just uh, a, a good rule of thumb, if I can make some sweeping generalizations, don't follow or trust or, or listen to any YouTuber or creator for that matter, who, who, uh, who lives in LA. <laughs> I, that seems to be a common thread. Doesn't it? They've all the, the, those who have moved to LA did so to be famous by all means necessary, including moving to LA, which is insane. Um, but yeah, don't like all the good YouTubers I know don't live in LA. The, the Hank brothers, the Hank brothers, the Green brothers, the uh, slow mo guys is still good. Regular cars, I've been watching a lot of regular cars. I think it's a good, uh, a good and uh, just tactic. 
to, to kind of easily just that's just an easy filter to apply. <laughs> oh boy. But anyway, we do have some questions from donors. We do have some questions from donors. That's a thing we're still doing. Speaking of locations where people live, Enyan had a question. How did your family in Chicago handle the cold wave two weeks ago? Which is now four weeks ago because of the delay of me answering these questions. Uh, I read it was as low as negative 21 degrees Fahrenheit with a wind chill of negative 41 degrees Fahrenheit. What is the coldest and most snow you've ever experienced? Ah, uh, it, it got that cold a few times. I do remember when I lived in Chicago, uh, in the Chicago area, northern Illinois. So yeah, I do uh, quite a few many times remember some wind chill readings being negative 30, negative 40 something. Uh, so that certainly wasn't the first time that happened. School being canceled because of not snow or anything, but just because of the deathly cold. If exposed skin is, is available into the open air for more than 21 seconds, it gets frostbite, whatever. Um, yeah, I certainly remember that. Uh, the most snow? That's a tough one. Because I'm sure a lot happened when I was little. I just simply don't remember because it didn't affect me because I didn't have to like drive or leave the house or anything. Um, but I remember that last snowstorm that was with the thunder snow. We were recently talking about this. Uh, it was it was blizzard level, very windy, and our, you know the, the the entire Lakeshore Drive got like shut down and all these abandoned cars. It looked like the apocalypse. Cars and buses had to be abandoned right there on Lakeshore Drive. Ended up getting covered in the uh, spawner, maybe? I think so. Well, maybe not. I see water down there. It could just be a lake. Have a seat. <laughs> okay. Uh, this might just be a lake. Whoa! It looked like a lake. Yeah, I think that's all this is, friends. Sorry to disappoint you. Yep, no no cobblestone or nothing. Alright. Oh well. Whoop. Oh. <laughs> it's the first thing he does is go diving headfirst in. You noodle. Um, so yeah, I don't remember how many inches that was. I think it was into the upper teens of inches of snow. Um, uh, but I, I, I honestly don't, don't remember. But yeah, it's always, I always had a good time, like, going out to get the mail when it's, like, negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit. It's just in my jeans and t-shirt. Just because I can. Just to see what it feels like. Just like, alternately, when I was living in Phoenix, it was fun to go out when it was 118 and just be like, alright, I have felt negative 41, and now I have felt 118. Uh, oh, that's what I want. A boat. Well, that's good times. Uh, and and as far as I know, my my family handled it uh, as 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 they do, as they always do, by muttering under their breaths, "Why do I live here?" Ah, <laughs> uh, small batch with a very generous donation, by the way, to direct relief. Thank you very much, small batch. Do you use cash for anything anymore? 
tattoos. <laughs> and by tattoos, I mean tattoo, singular. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, cash. Paying cash uh, to tattoos is good because then they don't charge tax on it and you get to just include a nice tip for your tattoo artist. Um, what was, I, I, I somehow ended up with a lot of cash on me. Oh, after Christmas, probably. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I kept getting change. Like I was buying little things like... Uh, I don't even remember why I was out buying stuff with cash. I, I generally can't even remember. Um, what was I buying with cash? But anyway, there was, you know, you get change or whatever. But then when I go the next time to pay with cash, I'm like, oh, I took all the change out of my pockets because I don't want to walk around with change all day because I never use cash. So therefore I get more change back instead of being able to match what changes do. Um, so yeah, that's really the only thing I used cash recently for. Uh, if I have it, like a restaurant, I suppose is nice. If it like rounds up evenly, you can just go, no change, keep the rest. Um, but yeah, I rarely use cash that much anymore. If at all. It's a very... That was weird. <laughs> Spooky noises suddenly cut off. <laughs> oh boy. Um, you know what? It's been so long. Let's make this a, a four-day episode of Far Lands or Bust. I gotta really quickly craft a bed. But we do have a bunch of questions here. I shouldn't answer them all though, or else we'll not have any questions for the next episode. Oop, I only need one right now, actually. Bop, bop, bop. That is correct, Wolfie. We are doing this crazy, crazy, unexpected thing. Let's build the elevated hidey hole. Do that, do that, and we will amazingly continue for a fourth day in the morning. And awakeness. And there's Juno. <laughs> oh man, I've got to close my door <laughs> when I'm recording episodes. Uh, let's see. East, west. Continuing on. Uh, yeah, no, I can't think of anything else I use cash for. Indeed. Daniel Flamino, with their donation, asked... Yes, this is value. Value. You're getting 33% uh, more in this episode of Far Lands or Busts than previous. And you can save 30% off your Far Lands or Bust t-shirts at the Teespring... Uh, not Teespring, Tee Public store. We're, we're full of deals here today. Um, Daniel Flamino asks, Do you ever miss the old neighbor's garage door? The best guest star ever, in my humble opinion. Fun fact, that was not the neighbor's garage door. That was my garage door, my home. No, wait, that was the neighbor's. It, oh, yeah, it was both the neighbor's and mine. That's right, because it was a weird... Uh, it was a weird... Uh, we, had, we had an upstairs condo that was above... Both garage doors. Our garage door was on the right. The neighbor's garage door was under my office. Look at this! This looks a lot like the uh, 696296 monument place, doesn't it? Almost identical. 
Because there was the spire that we ended up making the monument on, and then the cliff faces. Are we going backwards? <laughs> but yeah, that was... Uh, so yeah, it was the neighbor's garage door. I remember, because they never, like, fixed it, and it was always super... Super uh, squeaky and, and loud and crunchy. As opposed to ours, we had properly fixed and lubricated when we moved in and it was it was smooth. Although you probably sometimes heard that as well. But yeah, it was the neighbor's garage door. Oh, hi Wolfie. Neat. It's even got a door. Alright, who's gonna freak out if we open this up and there's a hidey hole in here? We did hear the spooky noises. Ah, no, there's nothing. <laughs> well, this would have been a perfect place to make the hidey. Hello, Wolfie. <laughs> Here we go. It's a. It's gonna be a false hidey hole. A false. A a a a, a hole. To throw off the scent on those who mean to do me harm. Woof. Um. But yeah, this is like super eerily similar. Neat. Um. But yeah, that was both probably my garage door. And the neighbor's garage door. Mostly the neighbor's, though. I I guess I'm above my own garage door, but I'm two floors up here. Beneath me is actually the kitchen and then the garage. And I'm the only one here, so that if if that did open, that would be quite the surprise. <laughs> that would that would mean somebody's trying trying to uh, steal the Corolla. Um, alternately, perhaps, the tools, which are probably worth more than the Corolla out of the garage. So yeah, that was, uh, th those are some interesting good old times in, in, in Far Lands or Bust history. Speaking of history, I got a new shirt. No. <laughs> um, next month, it creeped up on me. I always forget that March comes after February. But March 6th is when I started, or when I uploaded the first episode of my Minecraft Let's Play to this very channel. Back when YouTube was less on fire. It wasn't even monetized back then. For my channel, anyway. But yeah, March 6, 2011. It's gonna be eight years. Eight years that I've been doing this. And then, of course, March 28th is when we actually... That was episode 11, when we started actually walking. That's crazy. I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> That's kind of the end of the thought. I was, I was considering I should. And, and, you know, another reason, aside from getting stuck for days working on the car accidentally or being snowed in and streaming a lot more than I have been in the past, obviously, uh, another perhaps reason why we've not seen many Far Lands or Bust episodes is I'm, I, I got, I, I'm not saying something has to change, but maybe something has to, with, like, Motivate or something like that. So I was thinking it would be a good idea and we talked about this before instead of instead of making the flabathons 
charity-based, which we would normally wait to get 100% of our charity goal and then do a flobathon and then press F3. Maybe I should do that on a more regular basis. Perhaps yearly, even. Perhaps yearly around the time of the anniversary of Farlands or Bust. So I gotta think about that. Um, I, I realize that the viewership on YouTube has gone down. Although I'm gaining subs. I'm surprisingly gaining subs for the first time in like four years. Um, so hello, everybody. Hopefully you're following for Far Lands or Bust. Perhaps you found some other random of my Let's Plays. I've also found that too, that that in I, I thought doing the 365, and it's still it's still out in the air and in the open. Uh, that playing, trying to play 365 games would be, like, detrimental to audience, but there are some games that, like, bring new viewers in. Like, when we played House Flipper, there's a very adamant House Flipper <laughs> uh, following here on Twitch, and uh, even that, uh, the plane mechanic simulator, we had, like, 300-plus views on plane mechanic simulator. This is a game that probably nobody else plays. I don't know what people uh, have alerts for, but... Ooh, somebody's playing a game that nobody else has played? Let me tune in. Uh, but that's kind of an interesting side effect. Yeah, Farlands or Bust gets... Well, the Farlands or Bust views... Um, somebody's saying that the last Farlands or Bust has 16,000 views, which is actually, honestly, quite great to be over 10,000. Oh, I already have boats. What am I doing? Um, but... That's a little bit skewed because that was the last one in a week. <laughs> so that's on my my YouTube homepage. It's on the Farlands or Bust website. Um, if I was coming out with Farlands or Bust episodes every other day, they would be getting views until the next one came out, and then more people would watch the more recent ones. So they'd probably maybe get like 5,000 views, and then the next one would come out. So the people who would normally maybe watch the video the most, you know, they only watch people, they only watch the most recent videos is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm a professional. I know how to put words together into fully formed thoughts and sentences. Um, so yeah, anyway, that just got me thinking, aside from all the YouTube hubbub, uh, that got me thinking about just far lands or bust in regards to... It's 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 consistency. It's frequency. It's uh, what's the frequency, Kenneth? Um, sorry, <laughs> ah, those old uh, mid '90s rock songs that just pop into your head because you're old. Um, that was in the '90s, right? So yeah, I just something I have to think about, and maybe yeah, maybe we will plan. It's getting kind of late to do so, but uh, some sort of stress-free, nonchalant, no no wild delusions of grandeur, some sort of flabathon in March. Probably more around the March 28th date than the March 6th date. Do a bunch of far lands or busting on, uh, on stream and then upload it to YouTube. Hopefully raise more money for the direct relief charity. Yeah. Just, just kind of fit that in amongst uh, all the other stuff that we're doing. How many sticks? Yep, 
Indeed. Speaking of which, Winston, with their donation to Direct Relief, asked, I love the upgrade to the weekly series, but when will it become monthly? Haha, joke's on you, Winston. It already is. <laughs> oh. Also, of the racing games you've played, which one has the most realistic controls? Of the ones I've played? And, and by controls, I'm sure maybe you mean more about, like, control, like physics and handling. Uh, I, I, I mean, easily, of ones I've played, Assetto Corsa. I've not played iRacing to any in-depth degree uh, or any other specific sim, racing sims, um, other than Assetto Corsa is probably the one I've put most time into. Uh, that has the most realistic driving feel. And I will I will refer you back to the first video of Assetto Corsa that I uploaded when I drove the Pagani Zonda and damn near soiled myself because it was so overwhelming with the the speed and the handling and I, I you know it was like it literally made me start choking. I there was there was a point in the game, in that video where I was just choking on my own spit. Because <laughs> the, uh, the simulated speed power was just too much for my my feeble, at the time, only having driven a Chevy Cavalier mind. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely say Assetto Corsa there. Ooh, what I should do, I'm probably not going to, but what I should do is uh, try another video. Because one of the videos in Assetto Corsa, one of the early ones I did was, I've never driven a manual transmission. Let's see if I can learn through Assetto Corsa. And it was a brilliant failure and everybody hates it. Um, Maybe I should do that again. Now that I'm a skilled manual transmission driver, driver of a singular manual transmission and one that everybody else tells me is actually kind of not normal because <laughs> of the, the long clutch throw and uh, shifter uh, kind of gated shifting feel that the Corolla has. <laughs> oh man, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. Thank you, everybody, for uh, all those questions and kind of filling in the gap there between the episodes with very generous donations to Direct Relief. Farlandsabus.com is where you can continue donating and learn more about the series. Link below in the uh, video description for that t-shirt and other Farlands Bus merchandise to your liking, currently on sale and probably will be on sale again very soon. Uh, and uh, yeah, I appreciate you for uh, sticking with me. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. We did hear the spooky noises. Nah.